This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. Welcome back to Launchpad on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM, Channel 111. I'm your host this week, Carl Ulrich. I'm Vice Dean of Entrepreneurship and Innovation at the Wharton School, where I teach entrepreneurship, innovation, as well as product design. This week, we've got a really interesting show. We're interviewing eight of the semifinalists in the Penn Wharton Entrepreneurship Startup Showcase and Startup Challenge. And these are student entrepreneurs who are any student at the University of Pennsylvania may participate, but they're doing real things. And and many of our past winners of many of the past participants in the startup challenge have gone on to create important and interesting companies. So this is real stuff. And it's it's really interesting because we get to see these companies right at their birth. So I'm very lucky to welcome first uh, to the studio. Uh, Federica Longonotti Buitoni, who is the CEO of Collecto. Federica, thanks for coming in. Of course. Thanks for having me. All right. So give us the elevator pitch. Actually, before we do that, let me point our listeners to uh, your website. So it's collectoshop.com. And I'm going to spell Collecto is C O L L E C T O. And then the word shop. Dot com collectoshop.com so if you're someplace safe you can check that out on the on the website okay Federica give us the elevator pitch so Collecto is an online luxury retailer that offers an unparalleled gifting experience and we do so by focusing on three things the first is a unique product curation the second is a specialized gift presentation and the third is a high touch customer service all right so let's start with who your customer is? So our customer is an affluent 30 to 45-year-old woman. Um, She has a very busy social life, very demanding schedule, which leads to the need for the service. So Collecto actually touches two customers in one transaction. So the buyer that purchases the gift and the recipient who received the gifts. And these two customers are very similar, which makes it easier for us to target both with the same marketing strategy. So we like to call the um, gift giver the social mother. So mm. again, she is a woman, affluent, 30 to 45 years old, um, and she has no time to buy gifts, but is very detail-oriented. So she really values this experience and this curation of products to make it easier for her to buy a gift for her friend. And then we have the recipient, who is the young hostess, who loves to host parties, um, have friends at home. She's also female, same age range. Um, and again, really, really detail-oriented and values this you know, unique experience and unique products that we offer. Yeah. So I got to ask, I, I would have thought, maybe it's just, you know, a middle-aged dude thinking about this, that that the hard problem would be getting guys to figure out what to buy for partners. Um, but but you've got this model, this very interesting model where it's women to women. So what, what, how did you converge on that? Yeah. So we've done a couple of tests over the past um, year or so, all driven by occasion. So we did 
a sale for Mother's Day, a sale for the holidays, and a sale for uh, for Father's Day. And through these sales, we we targeted both men and women. Um, and actually realized that 90% of the shoppers were women. Yeah. Uh, and the reason is because women are the household shoppers. You know, if, if, if her husband asks her that we need to buy a product for the mother-in-law, the father-in-law, or her sister, um, it's usually the woman that buys it. But I, I agree with you that men really have this need. And I think um, down the line, um, I will cater to men as well. But I want to make the experience really, really good and perfection the experience for um, women's products and tailoring to the catering to the woman before then going to men. Yeah, I mean it. It offers certain advantages, right? Because you're not you're not in this in this challenge of designing for one user that's very different from the other user that mm-hmm. you're the end user, the end, the person who's going to get the gift. So mm-hmm. it's pretty interesting, actually. I had I had never thought about it, but it's a very interesting angle. So uh, walk us through the the experience. So I um I, I'm a would you call it the social mother? mother. All yeah. right. So I'm a social mother, and I and I have a uh, a birthday coming up for my my best friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the user experience? So she is someone that is very particular about what she wants to get her friends. So there's actually two stages of the business model. We're going to first um, create five different categories um, of, of products um, within categories such as fashion, beauty, um, home decor. So we've also tested these categories. And so we'll have an interactive website where um, it's highly editorialized. It's like searching through a magazine because she, this woman wants to have fun while searching for this product. So she'll think about her friend and think about who she is, what she loves, and then um, relate her to one of the categories. So there's a category for beauty products is called indulgence queen. Mm. So if that's her case, then she'll want to look through the 20 or 25 products that are under this category. She will then purchase the gift. She can pick whatever, um, hand uh, wrapping paper she wants, the ribbon. So she can customize the whole gift, including the presentation. She'll send us a note of words of a note that she wants to handwritten, and then we'll take care of delivering on time for her friend's birthday. Okay. So t- give us an example of what some of these products might be in, and you're, you're using the future tense. So I'm assumed you haven't yet launched. Is that right? Correct. Okay. So, so how do you envision the give me an example of a product you might envision. And what I guess what I'm getting at is, is this primarily a search problem in which you're trying to find the right thing among readily available products, or is it that you are actually finding something that can't be found anywhere else, something really unique? So the yeah. second option, yeah. yes. So current currently, like this woman could go to a Saks Fifth Avenue, mm-hmm. Neiman Marcus, and try to see and find something for the for her friend. What we're trying to do is really tap into the market of brands that are have very limited presence in the U.S. market, um, both emerging and established brands. So small to medium um, brands that are either new and up and coming or are somehow well known by this customer. Uh, but it's not something that she can find in any other retailer. So yeah. we wanted to make to really curate a selection of products that is special that this high net worth 
customer who's the recipient can't go by herself when she walks into Neiman Marcus. And and what are you thinking about in terms of average price point? So based on the test we've done, we're seeing that the ideal price point is $150. Mm-hmm. Of course, this range will go up and down and will uh, but we're we're trying to keep it between the hundred and hundred fifty dollar range. Yeah. Um, again, we've we've done some tests, and that's really um, the price point that has been working. Yeah. So as you've thought about this, I wonder. I mean, that that's a high price point mm-hmm. for this kind of thing. It strikes me. And so, I mean, the good news is it's a less crowded space, probably. Mm-hmm. But how did you think about that question of how tight to focus that niche and how? elite to make the product. Mm-hmm. Um, so I before coming to Wharton, I worked for a luxury retail company based in New York called Mode Operandi. Mm-hmm. Um, they sell women's wear and, appa- and accessories. Um, and I got to know this customer very well. So she is, again, the high net worth woman who has multiple homes, travels the world. And the average order value at Moda was $2,000. Yeah. Of course, women spend more on themselves than they spend on others. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I've done tons of research to really figure out what's the ideal price point. Um, But still, you know, they really value this this product curation and this experience, and they will be willing to pay a Mm -hmm. premium um, to get their friend something that is very unique that they've never seen. Yeah. And how do you how will you handle the supply side? Are you going to hold inventory? Like how many SKUs will you have and mm-hmm. that so forth? Yeah. And so we will have a three tier business model. We will start with consignment. Um, and the reason is we want to really learn what the cu- the customer demand and have enough data to then take the risk to um, to take to hold inventory. So the way consignment work is we'll work with smaller brands that want to tap into this market, want to reach new customers, um, and hold the product for the duration of the season. Um, but then by the end of the season, whatever we're not selling, we'll we'll send back to the to these brands. Mm-hmm. And these will be more seasonless products mm-hmm. so that they don't have the trouble of not being able to sell them later. Yeah. And I've spoken to a, several small brands that are are similar to the brands that I want to target and they um, and they're willing to work with this model. Once we have data on what the customer is liking, what are the purchasing patterns, what are the top sellers, then we will start investing in inventory and holding these products that um, have high demand, but also higher margins. Because with consignment, the margins range between 20 and 25%, but when you're holding inventory, they go up to 60%. And then lastly, the third part is creating an exclusive label. Um, I think that that's really going to drive our competitive advantage. Um, So we're going to work with artisans um, in the U.S., but also in Latin America, Europe, to create collections that are exclusive to Collecto. Okay, so we just have about a minute, but tell us where the idea came from. Um, so it, it really came from my passion for luxury and design, mm-hmm. uh, and by getting to know this customer from my pre- previous work experience and seeing how busy her life is yeah. and how there's not, not really a, a strong, um, luxury retailer that is focused on gifting. So I, I really thought there's a good need in the market for this, 
and products. and when you came to Wharton, I know you're you're a Wharton MBA student graduating in a couple of weeks. Were mm-hmm. you looking for an entrepreneurial opportunity when you came to school, or did this all just kind of fall together? Yeah. No, I have not recruited one second ah. in my two years of MBA. Wow. I was very very sure that this is what I wanted to do. That saved you a huge amount of time. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we're out of time, but Federica, thanks so much for coming in. Thank you, Carl. All right. For more information about Collecto, you can go to collectoshop.com. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play. 